This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Coming up on today's Talking Buffalo podcast, got my buddy recurring guest, Matt Perino. You know what? Not just recurring guest. Matt becomes my first ever five-time guest on this podcast. Matt Perino, of course, Buffalo Bills beat reporter at NewYorkUp.com. But you know what? Not really talking Buffalo Bills today. Nope. Just a couple of minutes about the Bills. That's it. This is about best of Buffalo. And let me preface this right off the bat. The guys at Trainwreck Sports recently came out with a best of Buffalo bracket. March Madness style. They took 64 of the best things about Buffalo, put them in a bracket, and they got an ongoing series going on Twitter. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Matthew and myself took that bracket and we said, you know what? We're going to knock this off today. 60 to 90 minutes or so. We're going to go through each matchup, give our insight, give our take. We're going to advance. I'm using an air quote here. One of the Buffalo teams to the next round until we eventually got a winner. Chicken Wings, Beef on Weck, Delaware Park, The Zoo, Bill's Home Opener, Wegmans, Money Taco, Dingus Day, Darien Lake. A ton of worthy candidates are in this field. We're going to talk about them all. If you like Buffalo, if you're all about Buffalo, more than ever, this is the episode for you. In fact, I'll tell you what, 210 episodes, this might be the most fun topic and the most fun I've ever had doing a podcast episode. Matt Perino, I'm going to have that for you in just a minute. Before that, I want to let you know that today's show is being supported by 26 Shirts. At 26 Shirts, a different Buffalo-themed design is sold every two weeks. Then that shirt is gone. Here's the cool part. For every single shirt that they sell, a donation is made to that specific campaign each and every single time, every single shirt sold. Since 2013, their designs have managed to raise and donate several hundred thousand dollars. Incredible. Del Reed, his crew... They do such an amazing job enriching the lives of so many people. It's great to see. Not to mention, these are outstanding looking design t-shirts. They're very comfortable, very sporty to wear. I have several of these shirts. Wear them out all the time. Head on over to 26shirts.com and see what cause needs you this week. And on that note, let's do it. All right, episode 210, Talking Buffalo Podcast. Thank you to everyone out there for continuing to listen, download the show. Very much appreciate it. Going to get right into things today. My guest, by the way, first ever five-time guest on this podcast, Buffalo Bills beat reporter for NewYorkUp.com, my man, Matt Perino. 
What's up, bro? By the way, dude, I need to get you one of those five-timers jackets or something. First one, what's up? Yeah, I want that, and and you know that jingle is is pretty fire at the start with the new uh, rebranded podcast. Congratulations! Forty years old that song is. It's awesome. It's awesome. I remember you telling me uh, when you when you got the uh, thumbs up to to use it, and it it's perfect, man. It, it embodies your podcast. <laughs> it does, and uh, it wasn't easy, by the way, to go through the Buffalo Chamber of Commerce, get a contact on Facebook. I was able to track this guy down. Who, by the way, his name's Alden Shoot. He's in his eighties, and he lives in. California now he's he's still involved in art but uh yeah he was really cool nice guy had a nice conversation with him got his blessing to use it gonna talk about I'm gonna have him on in a future episode because I really think it's fascinating I don't want to get off track here but real quick he was telling me about in the late 70s Buffalo was considered by the rest of the nation a joke and he was tasked he worked for an advertising agency at the time and he was tasked with coming up with a jingle about talking proud because there was a, the, the nation was filled of haters and naysayers about Buffalo. So that's where that anthem kind of stems from. And I guess during a Buffalo Bills game in 1981 at the stadium, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, played that, the crowd went nuts, and then the rest was history. But pretty cool stuff, man. When we were young kids, Buffalo wasn't as highly thought of by others as it is now. It's funny you say that, though, because I feel like that that hasn't changed completely. Like, it hasn't been flipped on its head. Because I think when you still are outside of the region and you tell people you're from Buffalo, I think that stigma still kind of, you know, is out there and people are like, well, what is there to do in Buffalo? Well, there's a lot to do in Buffalo. I mean, not to, not, you know, obviously I cover the football team and the the trajectory on that is, you know, is headed towards through the roof, but you know, there, you know, Buffalo is booming right now, man. And it's, uh, you know, um, we're excited to be back. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a really good segue because in a few minutes, what we're going to do today Take a little bit of break from football talk. We were talking before we started uh, taping. In fact, we're taping this late into the night. You literally just got done doing a live show. We'll talk about that in a few minutes as well. But we're going to take a little bit of a break, and we're going to actually talk about the city of Buffalo, and more specifically, this best of Buffalo bracket that the guys over at Trainwreck Sports started, which I think is really cool. It's a, if nothing else, it definitely it already has been making for some fun water cooler debate, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. But before that, you also talked about like just the city itself with everything that's going on right now. I thought of you relatively quickly because I feel terrible more than anything. I mean, no sports sucks and I feel bad for anybody. You know, we got to stay in the house and social distancing and all this stuff. My heart really goes out for some of these small businesses out there in these bars. Now, in fact, we taped it. It aired on New Year's Eve right after Christmas. You and I got together at that, uh, Casey's Black Rock Tavern, uh, Vincent, the owner. That was a great place. We both had a great time. We enjoyed the wings. And if you remember, that guy put a lot of money and a lot of time to make that bar look like it did. And by uh, it looked fantastic. I'm sure you remember. In fact, I know you've done shows here since then as well. But I started thinking of places like that who really are suffering because of this so much, man. It sucks. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, Casey's, I've been back multiple times and I actually was able to get there one Sunday night uh, a few months ago for their what's becoming famous Sunday sauce. So if you have not tried this yet, they do. Uh, they actually like they make all their meatballs in the morning. They let them soak all day. And then I think it's from like three to eight. You can buy like, you know, old school Italian dish. It's it's really delicious. But, you know, so many businesses are, you know, probably struggling right now. But I want to also like shout out some of the ones that are doing such a great job adapting. 
Uh, we went to Barbell Tavern tonight. Uh, we got some takeout there, the, no- the new North Towns location. Mm-hmm. And you can order. My wife actually ordered online. And they send you a text when your order is ready. They give you an estimated time to be there. And then you literally pull around and they come out and deliver cur- curbside. It is absolutely phenomenal. There's so many pizza places. Like I know uh, uh, Lenovo, um, you know, there's tons of places all over the place. Uh, there's a good spot, Rivas, that's doing a really good job. We had them a few uh, a few nights ago. So, yeah, get out there, support all of the, the local uh, – establishments the restaurants uh because yeah they're going through a tough time right now i'll tell you what i'm obviously watching from afar because i'm in florida right now but it doesn't surprise me at all that people are really stepping up and supporting local business in buffalo and again some places like barbell and lenovas a lot of these places are able to keep going and thrive and it's just my heart breaks because because there are going to be some places i'm sure there's some places that you've enjoyed through the years that have had to shut their doors and unfortunately unless things get better relatively quickly who knows if they ever open up again? You know what I'm saying? Where did you live? Where did you live when you were in Buffalo? I grew up on the West Side. I grew up on okay. the West Side. I pretty much lived all over, but for the majority of, uh, in fact, my entire youth, I lived on the West Side. I spent about five years in North Buffalo, about 20 some years on the West Side. And then I bounced around the South Towns after I met my eventual wife. But uh, yeah, I've lived around all over. Yeah. See, I'm a North Towns guy and there's like so many different places, but one place that went away was, uh, remember Ground Round? Back sure. in the day, yeah. Oh like man, that. dude, uh, we, that was like our family like stomping grounds. I mean, my dad worked at uh, Ponderosa. He was a manager, and then he moved up and he was an HR. And so we never really we would go to Ponderosa so much because he worked there that when we got to go to the ground round, it was like let's go. Like everybody was so hyped. <laughs> and it's not around anymore. We all, all we always sit around and talk about it. But yeah, if, you know, some of these play these these you know mom and pop shops like pizza shops and stuff like that that. You know, even the, you know one of your personal favorites now, Macy's. They're so popular. I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna make it through. But it w- it would just be heartbreaking to see any of these these local businesses uh, be affected by this. Yeah, absolutely. A place like Macy's, they're definitely gonna make it because of that word of mouth. They've gotten popular. But there's a lot of great little pizzerias just like them. So I'm glad you said that. That might not be able to answer the bell when things get back to at least relatively normal. Hopefully they do though. But anyway, so you've been able to stay really busy, active on social media, like always. Probably more than ever, I feel like every time I turn around, you have something going on. You're either doing someone else's show or you're doing your own show. I've noticed that you've been doing a lot of live chats and hits on NewYorkUp.com on the YouTube channel. In fact, like I said, right before we started taping this show tonight, you had uh, Nick and Bruce on from the Nick and Nolan show. That was a lot of uh, fun, along with your co-host, Ryan Talbot, as well. So how have you been? What have you been up to? And like I said, you've been ramping it up on social media a lot more in uh, YouTube because obviously you can't really get out and do too much. Yeah, man. And like, you know, we've been kind of plotting how we want to get into the podcast game for a while. And we're going to have a more permanent fixture now out of NY up in Syracuse.com. We're going to have our own channel. Uh, naming convention is, is going to be probably pretty simple right off the jump of, you know, Buffalo Bills talk with Matt Perino and it's going to be me and Ryan every week, and we'll have guests. We'll have you know local media guests, media guests outside of the market, national folks, players, former players, current players. Um, that Wednesday at seven o'clock slot live on YouTube. There's going to be a podcast every week, uh, and we'll also have some reactionary stuff where you know the Bills trade for Stefan Diggs, and you know we'll you'll have an instant podcast from us on that too. It's it's just time to move into that direction. I've been I've been kind of slow playing it, that part of things, getting my feet wet. 
back in this market and covering an NFL team. But now, now entering year three, it's a big year for the Bills. It's a big year at NYUpInSyracuse.com too. We're gonna we're gonna blow the doors off this thing. And yeah, the the energy is so huge right now in social media. I just want to take advantage of it. I think that live dynamic where there could be a conversation happening, you know, with directly with fans while we're actually you know, recording our podcast and having our conversation, I think that just lends to a better user experience for those that want it. And you could still have the podcast afterwards. So yeah, we're working on that. Stay, stay with us through the technical difficulties. There, there will be some, I'm, I'm kind of running all that myself, but you gotta be uh, you gotta be a utility guy in, in today's day and age. You gotta be do, do a little bit of everything. So uh, we're going to make that work. Yeah. You said it perfect, man. In today's day and age, as good as you are writing, you just can't be a writer. I really like the idea a lot. It's a, uh... Some I'm sure a lot of Bills fans are going to like as well. Now, you covered the Buffalo Bills. As hard as this has been on everyone professionally, I'm not speaking personally. I'm talking about a lot of your colleagues in the sports media, not necessarily football writers. In fact, not football writers. Guys who cover other sports and women who cover other sports. Uh, you know, obviously, life and safety and health is most important. I mean, that goes without saying. But also, as a sports fan, you know, you got to feel pretty grateful that you're a football beat reporter right now, as opposed to say a hockey beat reporter or a basketball beat reporter, at least from a professional perspective, it's sort of business as usual for you, at least right now anyway, isn't it? Minus, of course, like I said, being able to get out to the stadium and do some stuff, you have to do it from your home now. But for the most part, like your job hasn't changed too much because you're blessed enough right now to be covering the NFL, which is pretty much the only thing going right now. Exactly. And honestly, my day to day wouldn't be much different in the off season. The only times I really go down to the stadium or to the practice facility is when they're having press conferences. So that's like once after free agency during the draft, three days in the draft. But right. with the way that, that the bills have jumped on the zoom movement, uh, we've had some, uh, a couple really nice press conferences with Josh Allen and, and Brandon Bean and Isaiah McKenzie. So I think that they've, they've worked out all the kinks with that. So we should be all systems go for the draft and, you know, hopefully get a chance to talk to Sean McDermott soon. So, I mean, my house is my office in the, or is in the off season anyway. So like you said, it's, it's not really a big change for me. Before we get into this train wreck sports, best of Buffalo bracket, which I'm really looking forward to going through these brackets with you. I'm glad you mentioned that about the pressers. Take listeners inside a little bit. Like how does that work right now with the zoom press conference? Like for an example, you had Brandon Bean, you got a bunch of beat reporters, Buffalo sports media, covering a press conference. You all have to do it by Zoom. You're used to being at the stadium. Quite different. How does that work? The biggest difference actually is like you could do like this thing. It's called gallery view. So like everybody's video feed comes up on the screen at the same time. It almost looks like, remember like the Brady Bunch at the beginning when they're all on the screen, they're flipping through the pictures. It's almost like that. And they're like, you know, it's interesting because in press conferences, I'm usually looking at Brandon Bean, whereas now I could see Brandon and I could see pretty much every reporter that's in there. So it's a different vibe. It's a different, um, uh, you know, just atmosphere uh, in that virtual setting. But uh, they're doing a good job. And I thought that, you know, we got an hour and 10 minutes with Brandon last week. It was it was really, uh, you know, nice of them to give that kind of time for us to really dive into all the moves that they made. Uh, but the real struggle for the Bills and for teams around the league is going to be what is this virtual draft going to look like? And how are they going to navigate technology in a very high pressure, high stress situation that is the draft every year. I mean, you're making decisions that could impact your future in your job. And and so a lot of teams like, you know, if you don't have this thing down pat, I mean, the Bills are lucky. They're going to get to sit back 
for the first round and watches everybody else kind of works the kinks out and they'll pick in the second round, maybe move up uh, if they, if they, they see a move that they can make and uh, you know how Brandon Bean likes to make deals. But he, even then Brandon Bean said those, those deals might be affected this year because what is the protocol? I mean, are we going to, are we going to get little extensions if it takes us more time because of the technology situation? So yeah, it's a, it, it's a whole new world right now as we all deal with this. Do you anticipate any issues in terms of communication between the team and the media or will that be pretty much business as usual? They're going to make their picks and at the end of the day, they'll have the, well, this will be a Zoom press conference, obviously. Not much will change on the media end, will it? No, I and we get like um, conference calls with the draft picks that mm-hmm. night. Uh, so those will be the same, and then we'll probably get a Zoom with Brandon and Sean at, at the end of each round. So yeah, it should still be you know business as usual. I would expect. All right, well, fingers crossed that that all works out. So I want to transition again. This is your fifth time on the podcast. We talk football all the time, and usually wings as well, but we can't be doing that today. Again, this train wreck sports best of Buffalo bracket that they did now. I had a little bit of beef with my boy Maniac today. We're taping this on Wednesday night, so this was during Wednesday. I'll talk about Dude, that. Look at you! Look at you dropping the fire puns. Some beef, <laughs> perfect. Oh, I didn't even mean that. That was a clever pun, and did not even mean to do that. I wasn't thinking of that consciously. I want to say a couple things real quick here. I am a fan of Trainwreck Sports in terms of I've gotten a chance to to know Maniac a little bit. Um, DJ Supreme. I've hung out with him. I've met him. They're good people, grinders. They're always, and I mean always, at an event. And it doesn't have to be a mainstream event. Anywhere that they could get into, they're in. I have a lot of respect for them. They're grind. And I also know that for this stretch of time, like I said, with you, you're a Buffalo Bills reporter. This is kind of business as usual with some modifications because of the virus. But for a company or a website, I should say, like Trainwreck Sports, they do so many things and they're losing out on a lot of shit, man. They can't be covering the Sabres right now. Uh, Degenerate Al, his gambling segments are a lot of fun, but there's no college basketball. There's no basketball. There's no hockey. So that's hard to do. And they have to get really clever for content. You now they're doing Buffalo Bill simulations, which I think is pretty cool. In fact, they had a really, really good audience for it earlier this week. And then they have this best of Buffalo bracket, which is 64 of the best things about Buffalo. And they leave it to fans to vote. And again, me and you are going to play judge and jury in a few minutes, and then we'll see how it plays out over the coming weeks on the Troy Mike Sports, how the fans vote. So having said that, again, 64 teams, and we're going to fly through them. And I say teams, you know what I mean. 64 different things. Now, I, again, giving them all the praise in the world, I do have two issues. Number one is kind of a nitpick because I think there's a few things, and we'll get to these in the bracket that are excluded which are like, nah, they should have been there. Uh, Nor- now, you're a Northtown's guy, so I don't know if you know them, but like North Park Theater on Hurdle Avenue and Showplace Theater, at least one of them should have been in this bracket. I noticed that they weren't. The other one, and this one's egregious, is, bro, you're from, you're a Western New Yorker. You might not be from the city, but you're a Western New Yorker. God damn it. You know how big St. Patrick's Day is in Buffalo. That's not on there. That's nuts. There's a Shamrock. Yeah. The Shamrock runs on there. And again, look, I criticize myself. I'll criticize you as long as I do it constructively. Again, I got nothing but love for these dudes. And overall, you know, I give them an, an A minus for sure on this bracket. Again, this giving me a whole topic for a podcast. I mean, you're going to talk about it, but you got to have St. Patrick's Day on there. And then the last thing, and this is the blasphemy thing to me, 
Dude, Macy's Place Pizza is on there as an individual, but the pizza's not on there. Now, last I remember from being in Buffalo, I haven't been there in a couple of years, pizza's big in Buffalo. Lots of places, or just generally speaking, pizza. But Macy's is literally, there's no Lenovo, no Mr. Pizza, no Bocce's. I know you're a Northerns guy, you're a Northtown's guy. And that's just on there. No pizza. I, but there's wings, I, obviously. But there, and then there's like four or five different wing spots. So this is a little bit flawed, this bracket. So for people out there, as we go through them, they're going to, so they don't ask me, you know, where, where is this? I'm letting you know now that they're not on there. Now, having said that again, Matt, you come up with a lot of projects. I come up with a lot of projects. None of us are perfect. So again, am I trying to sit there and bash them? Because overall, this is an awesome, awesome bracket that they have. But those are a couple of missions that should be on there. Yeah, I um, first off, let me say, like, I totally agree. I, I'm a huge train wreck guy, maniac, uh, degenerate Al Supreme. Uh, my man, Ryan Thomas, who brought the fire uh, promo for the Lockport drive-in. We'll which get I into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this whole thing, this whole concept and the way that they engage with fans and get a conversation going out of nowhere. I, I just love these guys. And like you said, this is a fun thing to do. Like, yeah. you know, and I know for a fact that those guys over there, they love the conversation. It could be positive. It could be negative. As long as people are engaging, like, you know, you were passionate about your take, right? <laughs> I might've disagreed with it or thought it was, you were way too passionate, but guess what? Passion is what drives the conversation. So I think that both sides of this, what, what you're feeling and what, you know, where they were coming from, I see all points of it. And guess what? At the end of the day, we need distractions. And this is a super cool distraction. So I'm excited to go through this and come up with our final four. Well, I'll tell you what, some people might say passion and others might say big time overreaction. <laughs> so I'll admit it. I might've overreacted a little bit. And for people, by the way, we also have to understand both you and I, this went on over Twitter on Wednesday and the majority of listeners to this podcast either don't have Twitter or they might not have been around on Wednesday. So I might be like, what the hell are you guys talking about? When I get to that one specific bracket, I'll definitely highlight it. But here's going to be our rules, okay? Again, because the way Trainwreck Sports has it, and I like this concept, but it's the way you should do it, is they, each one has a poll, and I think you have a day to vote, and then the winners move on. That's pretty obvious. And this is going to happen over a period of time because it seems like they're doing a handful of them a day. With you and I, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to set the rules right now. We'll go through the bracket, maybe have a take if it's necessary. Sometimes it might not even be. If we both agree, that's pretty simple. That first, that uh, that winner, that nomination moves on. If we disagree, you and I, which I'm sure is going to happen a few times, we'll see if either of us are willing to pound the table for our candidate. If one of us is and one of us isn't, then the person who pounds the table, hey, moves on. If we both disagree, and we're both pretty vehement about it, and we're both pounding the table for our guy, we'll flip a, I'll flip a freaking coin, all right? <laughs> and the winner's going to move on. Again, like you said, and a lot of other people said today when we were going at it on Twitter, there's no cash prize. So at the end of the day, who really cares? But it's supposed let to me be warn, Let me warn everybody, though, and I will say this. There's a caveat to all this. My wife would say that I'm a horrible representative for the common man or woman. Like, I have very, like weird tastes so Good. as we go through this if people are like what are you talking about my wife is saying it too in the other room so. <laughs> well good i'm glad because again these are hey buffalo's made up by a bunch of different people and i did like i said i mentioned a few most notably pizza and st patrick's day that are not on there so people listening and waiting for it you're not going to get it and then the other thing and again i'm nitpicking a little bit here but chicken wings is on here and so are a handful of 
places that are known for chicken wings, which could become a problem. We'll see as the bracket goes on. And by the way, Matt, let's just save people, uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it's going to be. Let's save them some drama and some suspense. I'm pretty confident Chicken Wings is going to win, just like they're going to win in the real poll. I think it's more the mystery and the drama is going to be who gets to the final four and who makes it all the way. That, to me, I don't know that. I honestly don't. We'll find out as we go. But I'm pretty confident that you and I are both going to agree nothing's going to top Chicken Wings. So anyway, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get started. There were four brackets here, or four regions, I should say. And we'll start with the Southtown regions. And by the way, this is done just like March Madness. Again, really clever by by Trainwreck Sports. I like this. They they made for fun conversation and something to do when there ain't shit going on. So anyway, starts out with a 1 verse 16. Number one being summertime weather. 16, Rec Room or Bills game at Rec Room slash Washington Square Sabres pregame. That was a playing game. Frankly, I don't know who won. Obviously, this is not going to be much of a conversation. It's going to be summertime weather. Bill's games at rec room. I think train wreck sports are the only people who actually do that. And a handful of their buddies and their fans just show up. I've never heard of that besides them. So not a lot of debate here. I'm pretty sure we're going to agree on that one, right? Yeah, we're moving right along. Yeah. Let's just Although I will it. say, I will say, and this is going to something that's going to hurt summertime as we move through the bracket. Humidity is rough in Buffalo. I spent four years out in, on the desert. And I'll tell you that 115 temp with no humidity. Um, I kind of liked it. Yeah. Well, Florida's like that. Well, maybe not that hot, but there's humidity up the ass. So to me, I, I agree with you halfway, but in the other half, to me, the Buffalo humidity, I would take all day over. Now, another valid point, but we'd be getting off topic here. Is this a general summer or this summer? Because this summer is going to suck because there ain't going to be shit to do because all these festivals and shit like that are going to be uh, not happening this summer. Yeah. Babe, what was canceled? The Canal Fest? Canal Fest. Yeah. And that's already Canal in July Fest. and it's yeah, only yeah. early April. You got to wonder, Erie County Fair, that's in August. Is that going to not happen this year, too? Which, by the way, that's not on air either. Oh, God damn it, maniac. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's keep going. Number, this is an eight verse nine. Chippewa Nightlife versus Buffalo Zoo. Now, mm-hmm. I'm over 20 years old, so I don't care about Chippewa, Chippewa Nightlife. But that's just me. A lot of young people are going to be listening. But this is about me and you. This isn't about the general population. What's your take? Yeah, this is really tough because for a certain demographic, Chippewa is one of the huge like drawing uh, features of the city. Like if you talk about UB and the entire like you know population that comes here that are from whether it be Long Island or different parts of the state or country, you know Chippewa. I mean that's probably you know for the people living on campus in, in the North Towns, the Amherst campus, probably like one of the only other places they see in the city while they're here. Is Chippewa Street, so that's a huge one. But the Buffalo Zoo, man, like from from one to you know eighty years old. I mean, there there's so much to to like about that, and so many things to do. I think everybody probably makes it to the zoo once a year. We have a pretty nice zoo uh, in Buffalo, so that's tough. But I'd go zoo. I'm going zoo as well. And I guess we should define before we move further. Are we predicting what other people are going to vote for? Like, are we trying to project what Trainwreck Sports fans are going to vote for? Or are we voting for what me and you think? I think it should be what me and you think. And we'll yeah. let, we'll, we'll let at the end, because again, me and you are too old to be hanging out on Chippewa. So I think what it comes and, down to. Yes. I think me and you and a, and a little sprinkle of like what we think the, the common denominator okay. would, would, would think. All right. I like that. That's fair. All right. So we're going to both go Buffalo Zoo here. The nine takes it. All right. Now we got a five verse 12. Duff's verse 
Whirlpool State Park. All right, maybe I'm showing my two colors here. I don't even know what Whirlpool State Park is. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to, so we both go in Duffson. That's <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty obvious there. Uh, four versus 13. We got Barrel Tavern against the YMCA Turkey Trot. Wow. Um, the Turkey Trot is cool. And I know a lot of people uh, that really enjoy it, but I think Barbell is my number one pound for pound elite wing in this city. So I'm going Barbell. I don't quite got that number one, but they're absolutely elite. So I'm, I'm going to go with you there for sure, too. All right. Now, this is a pretty interesting one. This is a six verse 11. Riverworks at six and Food Truck Tuesdays at 11. That's a tasty first round matchup. Mm. It is. And Riverworks has kind of been has become this like smorgasbord of uh, events that take place there. They got a cool little vibe downtown there. Uh, a lot of different events. The food trucks are, are, are awesome, though. For, I've talked to a few people that work downtown and actually my cousin used to drive one of the mobile carts. Uh, down there and he said it was popping like you can have like a little uh, party on there uh, get some drinks you know go see some food trucks i don't know food truck tuesdays river what do you think i think it's really close but there's a lot of stuff that goes on at riverworks a lot of people go there to drink a lot of people go there to listen to music they got a lot of things that go on there i would give a very slight edge again this is a tasty hard first round matchup but i think i would go with riverworks I, I think I would too, but I, I kind of like food truck Tuesdays. Like there's a real like, um, foodie vibe to the city now. Sure. Like, um, I think I got to stand for them a little bit here. I think we might want to go with food truck Tuesdays and not only food truck Tuesdays, but there's also in the North towns, there's food truck Fridays. They, they go to the Marriott on Millersport and we've gone up there a few times and it's, it really brings the city together. So I, I don't know, man, I think we can make a, a play here. This could be our first disagreement. That is, and I don't. I'm not willing to pound the table for it. Are you? Ah, uh, no. All I'm right. Not. Well, then we're gonna flip a coin. I'm doing it right now. And food truck Tuesdays. It is food truck wins. It advances. Boom. That, that was a tough one. That's a good matchup there. All right. Here's another one that I think, even though the seeds are a big difference, I, I don't think this is uh so cut and dry. Three local breweries against fourteen Darien Lake. Hmm. That's a low seed for Darien Lake. It is. And Darien Lake, man, if you grew up here, right. that's a staple. So I, I'm leaning towards them, but the local breweries are kind of like revitalizing downtown Buffalo. Like Resurgence is one off the top of my head. I hear people all over town talking to me about all the time, the vibe there. We actually had our media, our Buffalo media uh, fantasy draft at Resurgence, and it was a really cool time. You could see it you know, inside the brewery where they're making the mm -hmm. beer and everything. Ah, that's tough, man. But like Darien Lake, that's an old school yeah. staple. If we're talking about the common, you know, denominator. I, I think you got to go Darien. I agree with you. I like local breweries. Well, not as much as other people because I'm not a big craft guy. I'm a big fan of Resurgence, by the way. Mark Miller, the, the crazy Bills fan guy was there. And me and my friend went there once kind of to get a good laugh because he was acting like a celebrity there. That was kind of good a time. But anyway, Darien Lake, because there's a lot of, bars period i don't care where you're at downtown wherever you can go to a bar anywhere darien lake is a staple to me of western new york so i gotta go with darien lake too so there you go there's your first big upset man the 14 seed wins uh here we go seven and ten macy's place pizzeria seven hurdle bar crawls ten huh. 
See, this is tough because I know that like this is one you're going to pound the table for, so I don't want to get too emotional about it. But like, and and also, I'm not plugged in enough to know if the hurdle bar crawls are that serious that people are that passionate about them. Oh, my wife just looked at me like I'm crazy. So I guess people are kind of passionate about that. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like Macy's is like that. Uh, what's a good example? Like they're like back in the day. Like remember Butler when they kind of burst out of the scene? Sure. Nobody yep. really knew about them, and they yep. made a Final Four run. I feel like this is Macy's year. Like they got they got you. They got uh, Nate Geary from WGR, Marcel Louis Jacques from ESPN that are just out here pounding the table for Macy's. I feel like we got to put Macy's through. I'm going to tell you, man, it's really hard for me because yes, I, you know, I love Macy's man. I pound the table for them all the time, but I grew up again on the West side, lived in North Buffalo and hurdle bar crawls are amazing. And I guess it comes down to, like you said, Butler Macy's comes out of nowhere, but hurdle bar crawls, just the bar scene on hurdle Avenue, especially in the summer, there's nothing better than that. Just the people watching, being on the patio, and that's been around for a long time. That's like Duke. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about like Butler Duke right now. One just bursts onto the scene out of nowhere, and the other one has been a staple for a long, long time. I'm really, another really good first round matchup here. I am struggling, dude. I, I thought this would have been Macy's easy, easy but... I don't I like I like what you were saying there though. I think you might have convinced me on hurdle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Let's go hurdle, dude. That's a that's a upset. And again, nobody likes Macy's wings more than I do. It's just I don't. If we had this poll, if we had this conversation in a year or two, Macy's Place Pizzeria might end up in the final four. But right now, because they're still kind of new, little newbies, I'm gonna go with hurdle bar crawls. I like it. All right, let's move on. Here's a two verse fifteen, which I don't agree with at all. Number two is Good Neighbors versus number 15, Chestnut Ridge Park. Hmm. So Chestnut Ridge Park, again, I'm not a South Towns guy. Yeah, but it's an Orchard Park. I do know that like people, lo- I mean, people propose there. I mean, that's like a landmark right. in the city. So I think that that probably should have been a little bit higher than 15. And like Good Neighbors is, I get the logic there. Like, yeah, the city of Good Neighbors and like just celebrating the people of Buffalo. But I think this is a bracket where we're, you know, celebrating the things that Buffalo people love. Agreed. So like, can Buffalo people be, we're getting into a very theoretical right. uh, conversation here, but I, I think Chestnut Ridge Park, I mean, people love that place. And, and I've seen some amazing photos there. I mean, I think Sean McDermott, that's the one that he was in just the other day when uh, the Bills posted that picture yeah. on Instagram. So um, yeah, I think this might be an upset here because I just don't like good neighbors as an option. I think that, I, I get the logic, and I and but I would have gone a different way. I agree with you. I'm actually you're not going to get an argument from me. I agree a hundred percent. Just not a big fan. Again, this is one of those rare situations where I feel like they should have had a place, like I said, some of the places before, or St. Patrick's Day, or something like that. That would have been they should have been a good two seed. This is one of the few that, again, and it's not an exact science. And Trainwreck Sports did a lot of great things, but I don't think this is one of them. I agree with you. By the way, it's a lot of upsets. We got 14 Darien Lake. We got 10 hurdle bar crawls. Now we got a 15 seed going on the, on just one bracket. So we're definitely not playing. Let's just take the favorite every time. So that's it for that bracket. By the way, once we get into the second round, this will go a lot quicker because we don't have to analyze everything as much. Uh, all right. So we're now we're in the Southern tier region. Lack of traffic is number one. This might be an issue just like this other one and pedal tours 
is a 16 seed. Okay, so that's what I was referring to earlier with right. the, uh, the the pedal tours. That's my cousin used to do. Uh, lack of traffic. That's that's a big bonus here. Um, even in Vegas, when things got really gridlocked at, at certain parts of the city, that mm-hmm. it was brutal. And obviously, being so close to California, I think lack of traffic is whoo. It's a big big best of Buffalo right there. I agree. Not much of an argument for me there. So that's definitely in. All right, here goes an eight nine matchup. Ooh. Tim Hortons. <laughs> Tim Hortons is the eight spot. And number nine is Buffalo Wing Fest. You kick it off here. For me, this is going to be easier than other people because I, I'm not even that big of a Tim Hortons fan, but I know how big it is in Buffalo, how many people love it. Whereas the Wing Fest, it's a nice concept, but a lot of the wings that if people who are serious about wings, like who bring their wing game, there's not a lot of good wings there. A lot of them suck and they don't have a lot of good places. So for me, it's a relatively easy decision, at least. Maybe not for other people, but for me, it is. And so I got to go Hortons. I'm ashamed to admit that I've never been to the Wing Fest. It's not that great. It's right. really not. And I have my, I, I have like literally, I go to probably, what do we go, like 30, 40 wing places around town. Tim Hortons is a staple. It's the definition of a best of bracket. I think you got to move Tim Hortons on. I agree. All right, here goes a 512. Could be interesting. We got Shea's Theater at five against Art Park at 12. Wow, this is tough. I'm going to go Shays. I really like Art Park, but I'm going to go Shays just because I think it, you know, we're big uh, Broadway fans, and I think that, you know, it gives a chance for a night out. I don't know. I'm not super passionate about it, though, either way. I know a lot of people that are that love going to Art Park, like some really cool, like you get to go see some really cool concerts that right. maybe artists that maybe aren't, super popular anymore, but they're super affordable now. I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with Shays. I like our park and I like a lot of the older eight, pretty much referring to like eighties music that comes along to our park every year. But I don't know. I like Shays better. So we good with Shays. We're good with Shays. I will say that any fans of OAR are screaming into their uh, <laughs> headsets right now because they, I feel like they're at, at our park every year, but yeah, Shays, I think is the call. All right, here goes a, a four versus 13. Gabriel's Gate, four versus the Shamrock Run, 13. <sighs> Easy. Shamrock Run, Gabriel's Gate, no offense, most overrated wing in Buffalo. Bro, you just read my mind. That is, I thought we were going to, I thought we were going to have to have maybe our pounder table moment. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Rebecca Thornburg from Channel 7, I just had on the podcast last week, and I had never had a comment. Me and you know each other fairly well anyway. Rebecca, I had never spoken with her in my entire life. So I'm getting to know her and we're talking about what it's been like for her living in Buffalo. And I asked her, you know, some of the wing spots she's went to. And I expected the typical Duffs and, you know, like you get from most people who are new to Buffalo. No, she went in on a couple. I don't want to name them because they're going to be coming up in this bracket. But she went out of her way to say Gabriel's Gate was overrated. I'm like, yo, that's impressive. Don't only be here for that short amount of time. Everybody talks about Gabriel's Gate. To me, it's, it's cool like vibe. It's, it's yeah. a cool vibe in there, but oh, I love it. Just didn't live right, up. Right, I completely agree. I like the vibe. The atmosphere is really cool, but the wings. It's not that they're bad, but they're just nowhere near as good. They're not elite. They're not even close to being elite. That's my issue with them. So anyway, that's a that's a pretty easy one. Here goes a uh, a Chevette's chicken is six against. They have thirteen or eleven. I'm sorry, which was a plan between Buffalo Creek Casino or. Uh, Sunsets over Lake Erie. I'm not even sure which of those won. Do you see either of those winning? Yeah, those? yeah I see. I see them, but it doesn't matter. Chevetta's chicken. Yeah. I mean, listen, 
everybody in this first of all you could buy it by like the gallon in the in the supermarkets and also every corner has a chevetta sale in the summer so i mean that's a staple chevettas yeah that's easy and here's a quick fun fact being down here in florida whenever somebody comes to see me in buffalo i always say bring some chevettas with you when you come down here to florida it's uh i can't get it down here it's not available so anyway all right here's a three and 14 which small airport I mean, I'm assuming they mean that our airport in Buffalo is small, and that's a good thing. That's the three seed, and the 14th seed is Taste of Country. I can't believe they. Don't, speaking of Chevettas, they don't have they don't have Salem's hot dogs on here. They do. They, they, they do insert. Oh no, Salem's hot dogs are not on here. Yes, they are. They say no, they're Ted's not. hot dogs, but like, yeah, and those are Salem's. But I think you got to specify Salem's hot dogs. Agree. Like, yep. They sh- yeah. Ooh, drop the ball because there's a nice little hot dog stand in Grand Island. Can't remember what it was called, but they serve Salins too. Oh, okay. There's another one we just we just found. And like we said, it's not going to be perfect. There's oh, gonna be right, things- right, right. Listen, when you throw 64 things together, they probably were drinking some beers. <laughs> they put this together. So, no, it's never going to be perfect. But again, it's serving its purpose. We're having a lot of fun and having some good discussions. A couple of errors here and there with Stanny. But anyway, small airport, I'm assuming they mean the Buffalo airport's just small. Against Taste of Country, which to me, that's egregious to be a 14 seed. That's really low. That's the, like, I mean, if you're talking about the, like, greatest, like, collection of people and their what they think, I think, like, Taste of Country is probably the most popular concert event of the summer. Yep. Like, for a big demographic or, or a wide demographic. So, and the airport is great. Don't get me wrong. But I will say I lived in a big city in Vegas. And even like LA, like I think we were in a time where airports, like bad airports are are few and far between. I think a lot of them figured out how to do things. So I think that if you're talking about a staple, I think Taste of Country is the best of Buffalo right there. I agree. It's probably a concert. I start hearing people on Facebook talking about, well, again, not this year. Everything's changed this year. But I hear people talking about getting that tickets for that concert like four or five months before it even happens. So to me, that's a relatively easy one. I almost kind of feel like Taste of Country could have been the three and Small Airport could have been 14. Now, I'm assuming that they mean the Buffalo Airport, but even if they don't, I I just, I don't get it one way or the other. So anyway, moving on. Here's a 710. 9-11 Tavern is the seven and Lloyd Taco Factory is the 10. And again, real quick here, this was one of the little nitpicks that I have. So Wings is its own category and obviously 9-11 is known for Wings, although they do have fries too, and freaking ridiculously good French fries. But still, I feel like some wing spots and wings as a general category might, maybe it doesn't, or maybe it does present a problem. But anyway, for the purpose of this matchup, we got 9-11, Lloyd Taco Factory. What do you got? So it's tough because on one hand, Lloyd is like a, a huge brand in, the, sure. in Buffalo. And so from that perspective, if we're talking about best of Buffalo, I feel like you got to vote it through just because 9-11 is more niche. And I don't think a lot of people, like when you say 9-11 wings, like in a conversation with people, because I've gone there and they're good. I don't think they're the, as good as you do. But I remember that. Yep. Neither here or there. I think that when you say 9-11, you'll probably get five or six out of 10 people that say, what's that? Whereas if you say Lloyd Taco, everybody knows what it is. I'm not a huge Lloyd Taco fan. I don't think, I don't get it. Like I've had a couple different menu items and all of them been fine. Again, I lived on the West Coast and had West Coast Mexican for you know four years, so I'm a little bit of a harsher critic. But I think on brand alone, and just judging from what people think, I think Lloyd, you got to put that through. For the reasons that you just said, I'm going to agree with you. Actually, even though 9/11 is literally 
number one on my wings power rank is 68 spots. 9-11 is number one. But again, I already know that I have a wing spot to vote for. So, and I like Lloyd's Taco Factory. And they are a big controversy aside over the last year or so. They're a very big presence in Buffalo as well. So, you know what? I'm going to go with them as well. All right, last matchup in the Southern Tier region. Number two, Wegmans. Number 15, Albright Knox Art Gallery. Uh, the gallery is great. Uh, nice little staple, but... <laughs> I mean, Wegmans is a real contender to win this thing. So I think Wegmans, not much conversation about it. I agree with you. And I would add that I always say if I could take five things with me to, to from Buffalo to Florida, Wegmans literally is number one. So yeah, pretty even there. All right, let's uh, bounce real quick. Northtown regions. Let's just skip this conversation. Chicken Wings is beating the Peace Bridge, right? Like, 100%. All right, we're going to skip that. Eight and nine. Dude, this is a pretty good one. Jim Stakeout at 8, Allentown, Allentown Art Festival at 9. Okay, so this goes to why I argued for the drive-in, and we'll get to that later, but I'm going to go with the Allentown Art Festival because I feel like it's a really nice um, way for A, North Towners and South Towners to get downtown, and also it's like a really nice, um, you know, something that brings a, a different part of the community together and shines light on a different part of the community. Yeah. Very eclectic. Yeah, exactly. And Jim's while it's a great brand, I think Allentown art festival is something that I'll stand for that a little bit more because it's, it means a lot to the people. All right. See, this is where we're going to end up with a coin flip. And I told you earlier that I grew up on the West side. Jim's stakeout for me is a huge part of growing up on the West side. Now I know there's locations all over the freaking place now, but I'm talking about the one on Allen or the one on West Delavan. Can't tell you how many times I ate there, how many drunken nights ended up at four o'clock in the morning, having Jim steak out there, a staple known for that. So I'm just going to pull the coin out right now. Dude, God damn it. You're two and all right now. Allen town art festival moves on. All right. So there we go. That was a good one. All right. This one is five verse 12, but it should be called, the Patrick Moran thinks both of these are the two of the most overrated things in Buffalo category. Five Loganberry, 12 Sponge Candy. My wife might punch me for saying that because my wife loves Sponge Candy. But anyway, Loganberry versus Sponge Candy. That's a tough, for Buffalo, that's a tough first round matchup. Super tough. And like Loganberry is tough because it's like, it's past its time. Like Loganberry was like, 60s and 70s when people didn't care about their sugar intake and it was all a good time and if you have like a little sip of that and you're an adult and you don't drink like soda or pop i should say sorry excuse me um it's gonna overwhelm you i mean it, it is a it packs a punch a sugary punch so i think that's why it's kind of lost a little bit of its luster we we live in a much more health conscious age but i i want to throw it back to the you know the old days when people really you know Love getting a Loganberry with their with their uh, hot dog or hamburger, um, but sponge candy like sneaky is huge. Like there's a bunch of different like chocolate um, places that make it. Wegmans is, has a huge line of sponge candy. I don't know this this might be a toss up for me too. Well, I'm gonna let you name it because I literally don't like neither of them at all. If it was up to me, they'd both be eliminated. So, all right, let's go sponge candy. <laughs> all right, sponge candy. The 12 seed gets it here. Uh, by the way, real quick, because I, I, I saw you catching yourself. If no one was paying attention or if we were having a non-Buffalo podcast, is it soda or is it pop for you? Because honestly, it's soda for me. It's pop. 
but I say I found myself saying soda more in recent years because I've gotten so many t- things over the years where people will say, what's pop? And I yeah. just got to the point where I hated having the conversation. So <laughs> explaining to somebody why you call soda pop is maddening. So I just got to the point where I usually say soda, but I should have known. I'm, we're doing the Buffalo bracket. I should have. That was my bad. <laughs> I say soda all the time, man. All right. Four Allentown versus 13 prior aviation. I really don't get that one. So prior aviation is where the UB Bulls uh, and the Bills fly out of. It's like that. Like, oh, like, okay. That, all right. Now I, now I understand why. <clears throat> I was going to criticize that, but you know what? That's actually a good move by train rep because there are fans who go to the, you know, after the Bills lose and still yeah. go, to, so, go to the airport. So I guess that deserves to be on there. But Allentown, no doubt. Yeah, me too. Let's just move on. That's that's easy. Uh, here's a six eleven that I think is a good one. Paula's, Paula's Donuts against eleven Delaware Park. Man, it's tough. I'm gonna go Delaware Park Thank just you. because of the the nostalgia and the long standing place it has in the community. But Paula's man, they have they have made an impact in a couple decades here. I don't even know how long they've been open. I gotta agree with you. I'm a big Delaware Park guy. Again, growing up in the city, it's a uh, that's a lot to me. I spent a lot of time over the years. So yeah, I'm going to go Delaware Park. That's, that's another one, an 11 seed that advances. Here's a three versus 14. Great place to raise your family. That's three against Kleinhand's Music Hall, which is 14. Um, It's tough because like, you know, summertime weather, great place to raise your family. They're all kind of similar. We kind of took issue with um, good neighbors but how passionate am I about Kleinhand's Music Hall moving on? It's it's a cool place. I've been there several times. Right. Um, but I, I, I'll i say a great place to raise your family because, I mean, that's literally the reason I moved back here. I'll tell you what. I agree with you. I, only because I'm just not honest. I'm being honest. I'm not a big Kleinhand's Music Hall guy. I'm still not a big fan of that either because, again, we're a great place. I could tell you plenty of places in Buffalo and Western New York that are not a great place to raise your family. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it's where certain where where you live in different neighborhoods. But all right, we'll both agree that that's going to at least move on for now. That might be in trouble in round two, though. Here we go. Seven, Music on Main. Ten, Salem Field. Music on Main. That's my backyard, man. I, I live on uh, I live over by the Blue Water Tower. Mm-hmm. So that's but I will say Salem's Salem Field. Um, formerly known as Coca-Cola Field and before that Pilot Field, the home of the Bisons. Oh, a lot of great memories there with my dad and my grandpa. Uh, I'm going to go Salem's Field. Now, see, even I'm going to actually go back to your neighborhood. Of the two, I actually, I've only been there a couple times, but Music on Main is really good. I know. It's tough. It's tough. I, I'm not going to argue if you want to put Music on Main through. Yep. I just think that Salem Field, like the Bisons, it's tough. The Bisons don't mean as much as I think that they meant maybe in the nineties. Like when I went to a Bison's game, like I remember I knew every player, like from Tom Prince to, uh, man, I can't remember him now, but there was just so many players. Like they were my heroes, like back in the day, like the bills were too. But, um, so maybe I'm just coming at it from a different place. I don't know. Let's get the coin. <laughs> there you go. It again because I'm not, I don't think either of us are very adamant. Here it is. All right. I think I'm about to get a new coin. Cause that's three times in a row that you've won. <laughs> Salem's Field advances. That's a 10 seed. All right, last They're going to lose next round. Don't worry. <laughs> last one in your North. I don't know because, well, actually, yes, they are. All right, Northtown region. This is the last one in there. Number two, Bill's home opener. Number 15, Park and Do Metro. 
Uh, Bill's home opener. Yeah, <laughs> let's, I don't, let's, not a lot to say about that. So that's that bracket. Here's the last one. These are all, again, first-round matchups. Niagara Frontier Region, number one, Cost of Living, number 16, Galleria Mall. Um, Galleria Mall is cool, but Cost of Living is... A, they're in there, so I think you got to put that through. I do, too, because I, I don't... I think the Gallery Mall is kind of overrated. It's overpriced. There's a lot of shit that goes on there, a lot of fights, a lot of violence. And that is something you legitimately have to worry about. If you can't go there and bring your kid or bring your girlfriend or your wife because you're worried that a big brawl is going to break out, that matters. So until the behavior there changes, I would say cost of living. But I will add this. I don't think there's that much of a difference between, like, say down here in Florida, rent is a hell of a lot more, and rent is definitely cheaper in Buffalo or buying a house, obviously. But besides that, I don't know that cost of living is that much better in Buffalo than it is in a lot of other parts of the country, but it certainly is better than uh, the Galleria Mall. So <laughs> we'll move on from that. All right, here's an eight verse nine. Yeah, this is one of those where I don't really don't agree with number nine, but anyway, I don't want to influence your decision here. Eight is Larkinville. Nine is first spring happy hour. Not overly familiar with Larkinville. I, I know it, but I don't know it that well. But anyway, eight verse nine. Yeah, I'll probably say Larkinville just because I, I agree the first spring happy hour. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I mean, people are still doing happy hour even when there's like in the, you know, in the winter. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I, this is I don't get bu- that. It's Buffalo, dude. There's never not a happy hour. So it's not like people are hibernating all winter waiting to come out in the spring. I mean, maybe if it's nice out, it feels good, but no, nah, I don't buy that all. So I'm with you. Larkinville by default. Um, All right. This to me might be the toughest. Actually, the first, the next two might be. This is a tough one. You got five Ted's hot dogs against 12 Andersons. Okay. Now, maybe it's not tough for you. It's tough for me, though. It's very tough for me because Ted's and Andersons actually, for my family, go together. Yeah. And because they're on Niagara Falls Boulevard, where we go probably, I would say most of the time at this point, the Ted's is right next to the Andersons. So we'll go have the hot dogs and hamburgers, and then we'll go have ice cream at Andersons. So this is really, really tough. But my wife loves the roast beef, and I know I'm still going to get to that. But like, so I would probably go Anderson over Ted's just because they're giving you the two, the best custard in the city, and also, you know, probably the the best fast food roast beef on WEC. I'm going to tell you what, I agree with you. So there's an upset for sure. Anderson's, and by the way, there's been a handful of these on train wreck sports that already have been voted on. Anderson's got crushed. I know. See, that's weird too, because like if you buy Salem's at like the, the supermarket, mm-hmm. th- you can make a Salem's hot dog at home. And I tastes do it. Just like the Ted's. I, I'm, you know, in, so. I'm in Florida. I go to Publix. I get Salem's hot dogs. I have an air fryer. I put them in there. It's about, or if you don't, because we can't, we don't have our own grill. You can make them in the air fryer or you put them on the grill. And I got the same thing as I do at Ted. So yeah, I, this is not even that difficult for me. So I would say Anderson's too. So that's an upset. And shout out to Anderson's too. We, we got them uh curbside. The other day and uh they gave us a couple of quarts of of custard and it is as good out of the freezer as it is out of their machine so i love definitely head over there yeah i love them i love their chocolate milkshakes all right here's a four verse 13 got elmwood village versus 13 sabers home opener Uh, i'm gonna go elmwood village and this might surprise people since i'm a sports writer but the sabers home opener while is exciting it's like one of 41 games. Yeah. So it's not like the Bills home opener. And Elmwood Village is like an experience. It's one of the real, I think it was even Marcel maybe that I was talking to recently where he told me that, that he loves spending time down there. 
Um, I think people that like come to the city and like want that downtown vibe, like really, really like Elmwood Village. So, and I even like it. I mean, I, this, I thought the spot coffee over there was really cool. You can go sit in spot, kind of see the whole like uh, commotion of Elmwood Village. I, I don't know. I think that's the, the play. I agree with you. And furthermore, we've talked about potentially pounding the table for our picks here a couple of times. Eventually, I'm definitely, me and my wife, my son, we're going to move back to Buffalo. I mean, that's not really a secret at this point. I'm willing to pound a table. My wife wants to live in the South Towns because she grew up in Lackawanna, you know, Orchard Park, that area. She's from the South. I'm willing to pound the table because I want to live in the Elmwood, Elmwood Village really bad when I get back to Buffalo. So that's a beef. I'm probably going to lose that, by the way, but I'm going <laughs> to pound the table for it anyway. All right, moving on here. Here's a six versus 11. Interesting one here. World's largest disco versus 11 taste of Buffalo. Um, world's largest disco. I agree. I, I don't really need to add much. I agree. It's a big once a year event. I think it's a big deal. All right. Three versus 14. This is a toughie, man. Niagara Falls versus 14 canal side. Oh, canal side is booming, man. But I will say Niagara Falls, like we just had some, some friends of ours come in from, um, that were visiting from Vegas and one of the first places they wanted to go to was obviously to go see Niagara Falls. So I think that just the stature of that being one of the wonders of the world, I'm going to go Niagara Falls over Canal Side. All right, I'll let Niagara Falls advance because A, you had them, and B, if we're being honest, I think, like we said, we're going to kind of put our finger on what we think, the pulse of what most people would say. So I, I agree they would say Niagara. I personally would choose Ni- or Canal Side, but I do agree Niagara Falls deserves to move on. Second last one here. This one, to me, is the toughest one of the entire bracket, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. Seven Mighty Taco, 10 Dingus Day. And by the way, my last name's Moran. Your last name's Perino. I don't think either of us are Polish. But having said that, and maybe well, maybe you are, but regardless, Dingus Day is freaking huge in Buffalo, man. This is tough. It is tough because, like, I would, the way you talked about um, Jim's Steakout, I would probably say the same about muddy taco but thing is day like for me i i've never celebrated it or been involved in what the party is and but i know that people just went nuts about thing is day if it wasn't in the final four when this bracket got released so i think finger on the pulse we got to put thing is day through i i agree and it's funny because if you're not from that area you might have like if down here i don't even think most people even know what thing is day is and I don't, I'm not a big fan of Mighty Taco, but I have a lot of respect for them. I know how popular they are, but Dingus Day in Buffalo is about as big as it gets. So I'm going to agree. Dingus Day moves on. All right, here it is. This ding, is a, ding, 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 ding. This is two versus 15. Fighters to your corners. <laughs> Quick backstory here, okay? So two is Be Fun Weck. 15 is the Transit Drive-In Theater. This is where I got into it with a couple of the guys from Trainwreck Sports. We're taping this again on Wednesday night. So this happened on Wednesday. This was a very close poll which for the record, I don't think should have been close whatsoever. This should have been like one of those 85-15 polls as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, enough about that. My problem is this, Matt, if you like the, the transit driving theater and you want to campaign for them, that's cool. If Joe B wants to do it, if Tim Graham wants to do it, if Eric Wood, I don't give a shit. Anyone can, can pound the table for them, endorse them. The owner who, by the way, I've known the owner of the driving for over 25 years, Rick, by the way, good guy. He endorsed it. He offered a bribe. I don't have a problem with any of that shit. Here's what I had a problem with, and this is what led to our little splat on Twitter. Trainwreck Sports, this is their bracket. This is their baby. They're running it. 
They should not influence voters. Okay. And they did their timeline had three or four retweets minimum for people who were voting for the drive-in. Now, maybe in fairness to them, they didn't think it was going to be close. So they wanted to keep it close. But anyway, they're retweeting people who are talking up the drive-in, nothing for beef on WEC. And then your guy, I'm, I don't really know him. So I don't have much of an opinion on him. Got no problem with him though. Ryan Thomas, Thomas takes had that video that he, he's a podcaster for train wreck sports, bro. He works well, I don't want to say work like it's like a job, but he's a contributor for Trainwreck Sports. He is part of their brand, and he's putting videos, not on his timeline, on the Trainwreck Sports timeline, telling people to go vote for the driving. That is bullshit. <laughs> it's All bullshit, right, bro. All right, Pat. I'm overreacting what again. Saw, I know it. What we saw the last couple of days in this whole ordeal is the, is the <laughs> content that we need. You know, Ryan Thomas getting behind a local establishment. He's from Lockport. Like, I grew up in, you know, in Amherst. And, you know, if they were tearing down the baseball fields over behind Duff's on Sheridan, I would probably come out and, you know, the same kind of aggression. My argument was I'm not a big Beef on Wick fan, actually. My wife is, and she's probably going to throw something at me as I say that. But, like, I always order Beef on Wicks without the Weck rolls. I just get a regular Kaiser. So I'm not very passionate about that. Right. So I guess like I am passionate about like the memories I have at drive-ins when, you know, growing up. So I wasn't so much like retweeting for the, the transit driving, although I've been there and it's a cool place and uh, I, you know, I like that place, but I was more for, for drive-ins versus um, beef on whack, but it's a bu- best of Buffalo bracket. So if you're asking me for my opinion now, I'd say you'd have to put b- beef on whack through, which is the total like, <laughs> you know, brings us to this point, which is kind of funny. But no, I, I, I did think you, you mildly overreacted. I majorly overreacted. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna absolutely admit that. At the end of the day, I'm like, well, you know, I'll tell you what though. Half my tweets, to be fair, were joking. I was talking about calling the FBI and using hashtag Beefgate. So obviously, the tone, <laughs> the tone of a lot of my tweets was of the joking matter. But I think some people thought I wasn't joking. I know Jeremy White had a tweet saying, imagine overreacting something like this, which he's right. But again, I was half joking, but then I did get annoyed because again, if you're, if you and Matt are running a poll or bracket on New York up, I don't think you or Ryan should be able I said, Matt, I don't think you or Ryan should be able to influence and tell people who to vote for. Now, if other people do, that's cool. But if you're running so, a but poll. What, but what if I put out a poll like about a bills related topic and then gave my take on that? that I feel would be- Let's let's pretend let's pretend the bill signed Cam Newton. This is just my opinion. Let's pretend the bill signed Cam Newton right now. This would be the equivalent, as far as I'm concerned, of what I saw today with Trainwreck. You would say who should be the Bills' starting quarterback, Josh Allen or Cam Newton? And please, by the way, vote for Josh Allen. (laughs) And then put and then put the two choices after. That's the way I feel about it. But again, overreaction. I do admit that. I think the best tweet of the day came from the godfather of Bill's Mafia, Del Reed, when I think he just was alluding right. to the fact that this is all just an attempt to have a little fun. Absolutely. Again, we're literally doing a very long podcast just on the content from Trainwreck Sports alone. And again, nothing but love for them. This is a great idea what they did. Again, a couple of hiccups along the way, which we've pinpointed here and there. But all in all, this is a lot of fun. But anyway, getting back to that, we're not going to waste a lot of time. I'm going to pound the shit out of the table for beef on WEC. And I know you're not going to do that for those specific lockboard drive. And so beef on WEC is going to get the edge there. 
So now we finally reached round two, and I should have wrote these down, and I didn't. So now I'm going to have to kind of look here. We're in round two, so we got summer weather going against the Buffalo Zoo. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm still going to I'm gonna go zoo. Me too. Because I think this is the best of Buffalo bracket, and summertime weather is kind of obscure, and I like the Buffalo Zoo, and I think, like, especially, like, that, that kid's demographic, I mean, it's a saving grace. I mean, I'm pretty sure we have a season membership. So, yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo Zoo. All right, so the first number one seed's gone. Let me add this, too, by the way, with the summer weather. It's not that it's a bad choice. It's that I think it's a little bit overrated. Kind of like, say, we feel about Gabriel's Gate because this is, don't forget, this is Buffalo. Dude, a lot of people like the fall more than they like the summer because that means football's here, and a lot of people in Buffalo don't mind that chilliness. You know what I'm saying? You mentioned, so, yeah, you mentioned Jeremy White, and I'm pretty sure that's what he took. Yeah umbrage with was the fact that they had summertime and not fall so yeah that's yeah. that's that's right on all right uh so we had dust going against barbell Oof. dust against barbell well actually not either, oh my god pretty well maybe it's my, tougher for my, you than me it's my wife's gonna freak out but like no i think barbell over duffs at this point i love duffs man it's uh, again a, a very nostalgic spot for me i grew up on that place that right i lived right down the street from the sheridan duffs growing up but barbell man it is an elite wing those uh those Cajun hot bunny hot butter but what are they what are they honey butter barbecue dude I mean we brought them home tonight takeout they were as good as they were in, in eating in so I'm going barbell I'm going with you shout out by the way Miss Perino there and by the way we're gonna stay in the South Hall regions so we get through this bracket so that they stay fresh and that'll be the way we'll get to the final four so anyway all right so barbell advances then we got what did we, we had Riverworks or no, we had food truck Tuesdays that one yep. against, against, so we had an 11. So it's 11 food truck Tuesdays against the 14 Darien Lake. So two upsets there. Now they're going head to head. Darien Lake. Me too. That's, that's the Buffalo right there. Absolutely. 14 seed moves on. All right, here we go. Um, hurdle bar crawl was 10 against what did chestnut, we, chestnut, chestnut Ridge. Ridge park. Um, Hmm. Mm, I'm going to go Chestnut Ridge Park because I think it applies to more of the broad demographic. Whereas uh, I, people might be more passionate about hurdle bar crawls in that demographic. So you'll have to, you'll have to pick this one. I've really, in this case, I, I think this deserves a coin flip. <laughs> I really okay do. With okay with it. Well, you know what? If you definitively say Chestnut Park, that should advance. Cause honestly, I don't know. I really can, you could sell me on both of them at the drop of a dime, man. I really don't have a pick. So if you like Chestnut Ridge, let's advance that. Let's let's advance that. I think that that's. All right. So now this would be the 16. We're in the round of 16. We're staying in the same bracket so we can stay fresh here. So we have uh, the Buffalo Zoo, which made it to the 16 against Barbell Tavern. Oh, I'm going to go to the zoo because we have wings. And so I think like this will be the end of the run for the tavern as great as they are. And I still think Buffalo Zoo has that, you know, absolute appeal to such a wide range. And it is a, a true landmark of a true like, you know, if you're talking about things you're going to do in the summer, you know, usually the Buffalo Zoo comes into the conversation if you're talking about a family outing. Okay, I'm going to agree with you. I think it applies to more people. And again, this is one of the very few things I wish Trainwreck would have done different. If they didn't have wings, I think me and you might be having a separate conversation right now or a different tone if there wasn't a general chicken wing category. So for right. that reason, right. I think we're going to go 
Buffalo Zoo. So Buffalo Zoo is there. I should have been writing this shit down. Jesus. All right. Uh, so we have Darien Lake, and it's going against Chestnut Ridge Park. Darien Lake. Me too. All right. These were pretty easy. So here we go. Here is the Southtown Regional Final. The Buffalo Zoo against Darien Lake. By the way, the Buffalo Zoo was a nine, and Darien Lake is a 14. So no one could call us front runners, dude. Seriously. Um... I think they're very, very close for me, but I think what will break the tie is that the Buffalo Zoo's open all months of the year. Like, they do stuff in the winter. And Darien Lake you can only do in the summer. And I think they're probably pretty even in popularity. But I, I'm not going to bang the table for either. So if you have one way you're leaning, I'll, I'll submit to that. I'm going to, I feel a little bit stronger about Darien Lake just because it it marks concert season. And obviously everybody goes there. That's a great point. Family. Concert That's season is a big deal. I don't even like country music, but I will still go to a country concert just so I can go party at Darien Lake to pregame it. So uh, you're good with Darien Lake? I'm good with it. That was, right. that was what I needed. Yep, the concert uh, part. All right, there you go. So Darien Lake advances to the final four. Now let's quickly hit up the Southern Tier Bracket second round matchups. We had one lack of traffic against eight Tim Hortons. I'm going to go Tim Hortons. Okay, me too. That's in second. By the way, that's two number one seeds gone now out of two brackets. So I agree with you. Tim Hortons is just big in Buffalo. Uh, We have Shays and we have the Shamrock Run. Hmm. I'll go Shays just because the Shamrock Run is only one day a year. Uh, we might be getting a coin out because I like the Shamrock Run because I think it symbolizes St. Patrick's Day season. Now, it's always the first, I think it's the first weekend of March. It's like a full week or two before the Ward Valley Parade and Parade Day downtown, which, by the way, again, got to point it out. If St. Patrick's Day was on here, like the downtown parade, that would have been a front runner to win this whole thing. But anyway, that's, you know what? I'm thinking. Don't even, flip, don't even flip the coin. Conor McGregor made his return a few months ago. Fook it. Just go with, uh, go with the run. All go right, with the Shamrock run. All right, we're going with Shamrock run. All right, here we go. Now we have uh, Chevette's Chicken against Taste of Country. Ooh, that's a juicy, tough second rounder. That is a good one. Like you said, Taste of Country is the premier concert of the season. Um, Chevette's is one of those staples, though. And if we're talking about Best of Buffalo... Hmm, that's tough. It might be a coin flip. I what? And my wife's chipping in here. She thinks she thinks Chevetta's. She she was very adamant about it. What do you, you think? You know, I think your wife is right. We're gonna give Chevetta's uh, the nod here. So this is turning the Patrick, Matt, and Mrs. Perino as well. So we're gonna give her Chevetta's. I like that as well. All right, <laughs> here we go. Other matchup down here. It was uh, Lloyd's Taco against Wegmans. Wegmans, oh Slaughter. man. Slaughter. <laughs> All right, so now we're down to the final four in this region. We have Tim Hortons, and we have the Shamrock Run. I don't know. You were pretty passionate about the Shamrock Run, so yeah, I, I gotta see where you're landing on that now. I'm pretty, I'm pretty passionate about Tim Hortons too, though. And I'm not even that big. I like Tim Hortons for the reasons why other people. I'm not that big on their coffee. I love their food, though. I love their donuts. I have respect for their game. People wait 25, 30 minutes just to get a freaking coffee in the morning. Yeah, and I think that they've really perfected 
the whole like sometimes like you'll I'll drive by a Tim Hortons in the morning at like seven, like when I was taking my kid to uh, preschool, and the line will be like thirty cars deep, and I'll drop them off and I'll come back, and I won't <laughs> see the car that was at the end in the line anymore. And I'm like, how did they get through that whole line? So I'm gonna go Tim Hortons too. All right, me too. Here we go. Uh, the other one is what was the other one? Wegman- Taste of Country and Wegmans. But yeah, I, oh, I here we go. Here's the so. finale. It's uh. Yeah, it's Wegmans against who was it? Taste of Country, right? Yep, Taste right. of Country. Oh, that, that that's that to me was pretty easy. Sorry, right, so here we go. Here's the finale. Then it is. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. It's Chevette's Chicken against Wegmans. That's actually the semifinal in that region. I forgot about that. Oh, right, right, right. Um, Wegmans. Wegmans, because you can buy Chevette's Chicken at Wegmans. There you go. <laughs> Just make that shit real easy, right there. All right, so now we're on the Southern Tier Region final. And we have Tim Hortons, which is an eight seed against Wegmans, which is a two seed. Wegmans, definitely. I can't go against Wegmans. Tim Hortons had a really good run to the final eight, but it, the it's got to end there. So we go Wegmans. So Wegmans is the two. And what was the first one to come out? Who's the other one in the final four here? Was it Hortons? No, it was Darien Lake, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Darien Lake. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so we got Darien Lake, Darien Lake, and Wegmans to come on. So we got a fourteen and a two. So now let's fly. We'll fly through these here. Northtown regions. Uh, we had chicken wings, and we have uh, Allentown. That's going to be chicken wings, obviously. I mean, we don't really need to talk about that. We have Loganberry, and we have Allentown. Number four against number five in the second round. Do it. It was sponge candy, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. It was sponge candy. The 12 beat the 5. So it was sponge candy against Allentown. I'm going to go Allentown. Me too. Me too. do down there. Delaware Park, the 11 seed versus uh, a great place to raise your family, number three. I'm going to go Delaware Park. Yeah, me too. Relatively easy as well. Last one here, Salem's Field, 10 versus Bill's Home Opener, 2. Bill's Home Opener. Yeah, I'm going to go Bill's home opener as well. All right, so now we got chicken wings. Who are they slaughtering here? <laughs> Allentown. We're not going to debate that, are we? There's not much to really uh, talk no, about. Chicken wings. Yeah, we're not ready to to uh, go to bat for anyone else yet. So chicken wings advances there. And then the other one is Delaware Park against Bill's home opener. That's not so easy, I don't think. Oh, it's easy for me, man. I've been at the last two. I mean, if this was like, I don't know, 2006, it might be a, a better conversation, but that place is absolutely popping right now. And I think the Bills home opener is like, it's marked on everybody's calendar every year. Like it's such You're a right. huge deal. I think that's it. I think that's the play. I, I agree with you. To me, that is on par when it comes to Buffalonians with St. Patrick's Day with Dingus Day. It's one of the biggest days of the year. You circle that on your calendar right away. All right. Well, that brings us to the North Towns region final. For the first time, we might have at least a little bit of a conversation here. You got chicken wings. And you have the Bills home opener. You're going to be disgusted with me, but I, <laughs> I'm i going to go Bills home opener oh. over chicken wings. And we're talking about the best of Buffalo. And like I, and here's my logic on this. Chicken wings can be a divisive topic. Like when you say 9-11 is better than Bar Bill, I get like rage that builds inside of me. Mm-hmm. Where as opposed to, if you're from Buffalo, the Bills home opener is like it's a a day that brings everybody together. And it can be on social media, it can be in Orchard Park, it could be at your neighborhood bar, it could be at your Bills backer bar in 
Cleveland or Florida or Vegas or California. That is like when it comes to Buffalo, like, you know, especially for a team that hasn't been in the playoffs before 2017 for almost two decades, that home opener was almost like a Super Bowl like feel. So I think that it, that's my argument. I, I, I will be okay if you want to pound the table for wings. I'll tell you what. If you didn't have a career in sports journalism, maybe you could have been a trial lawyer. Uh, I think you sold me. I think <laughs> I, I think you sold me. And I have another reason why, and we'll talk about it when it gets to the, you know what? Bill's home opener. Mark it on your freaking calendars every year. Chicken wings can be decisive. As much as I love them and as much as you love them, there's at least a portion of people, I know it's blasphemous to say in Buffalo, but they aren't big chicken wing fans. And I do know some, so... You know what? Who doesn't want the Bills home opener? Yeah. Bills home opener. There it is. Northtown region. They come out. There's an upset. Especially this year. Yeah. And that's that's an upset. But especially this year, too. It's perfect timing. After all that we're going to be going through as a society and as a city, that game is going to be just such a welcome. Because there's going to be probably no sports before that. I I mean, Major League Baseball might come back in a shortened season. But, like, it's going to be huge. I'll tell you what, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this unfolds on uh, Twitter with Trainwreck Sports over the next handful of weeks, because this has been a lot more, uh, I crowned, I anointed chicken wings before we started doing this, and I was wrong. Wow. All right, cool. All right, final one here. Niagara Frontier Region, we got number one, Cost of Living, number eight, Larkinville. I'm going to go Cost of Living. Me too. All right, we have 12 Andersons, four Elmwood Village. This is a good one. Hmm. I'm going to go Anderson's. I got to go Elmwood Village. And I know I knew you were going to come with that. And let me just explain why. Okay. So Anderson's, I feel like, is that we've eliminated a lot of those like mom and pop type iconic spots right. because of like, some of the bit. And I think that Anderson's can kind of be that underdog story that makes a run in the, in the bracket. And Elmwood Village, to me, while it's great, and I would, you know, advocate for people getting down there and checking it out. I don't think it's that iconic of a, a destination spot that it, it over or supersedes what Anderson means, especially where we're at in this bracket. But I'll let you talk me out of it. Well, we're gonna, I think we're going to flip a coin to me because, again, this might be a little more personal. Elmwood Village represents me growing up in Buffalo, being on the west side, wanting to live there. Coles, Good Bar, the college years, the ultimate people watching. That along with Hurdle Avenue, to me, are the best places in Buffalo or just Western New York, period. To just sit there get on a patio at a bar, Merlin's, all these places on Elmwood and just people watch. So let's flip a coin. That's because that's the way it's going to be. Dude, it's Anderson's. <laughs> it's Anderson's. But here's the thing. I'm not mad. It's not, I, lo- I mean, we just talked about this last round. I love Anderson. So I'm all right with that. That's not terrible. I can live with that. All right. So here we go. We're at world's largest disco against Niagara Falls. I'm going to go with the falls. I Me kind too. of sneak think that world's largest disco is weird, but yeah, yeah. no offense to people that get into it, but no, I agree with I'm, I'm I an 80s dude. It's popular, but I just don't, I don't get it. So I'm going to, I think Niagara Falls is more broad. If it was the world's largest eighties party, if that was a big thing in Buffalo, it used to be at one time. If it was that, I might be willing to pound a table. Not much of a seventies music. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that everyone gets dressed up and has a good time, but yeah, it's Niagara Falls for me there. All right. Last one here. Dingus day against beef on Weck. I'm going to go Dingus day. Here's the here's the funny thing. I just spent all day arguing about Beef on Weck. <laughs> Me and you were going at it about Beef on Weck. I agree with you. 
I say Dingus Day. There's and a lot of people are. who don't like beef on whack. I never had a problem with the voting people who campaigned. I told you my problem was with people who were at Trainwreck Sports telling people who to vote for. That I didn't like. So that's why that's- I kind of pounded the table for beef on whack. I do love beef on whack, but this is also a Buffalo thing. And I'm going to put my finger on the pulse of other people. And I'm going to say Dingus Day in an upset. So there you go. Which leads- this says a lot about you. This it, says a lot about you because, listen, if I was in your shoes, I can't say that I wouldn't have spent all day banging the beef <laughs> yes. drum and then come on the show today and picked against them in the second round. So kudos to you, my I'd say I should have pulled my inner Donald Trump. If you're going to say something, you may as well double down on it, whether you're right or wrong. But no, I'm not, man. I'm open. I'm a very unbiased person. And when I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong, too. I don't think I was wrong about arguing on Twitter, except for the overreacting. But nah, I got dingus day. So anyway, all right, here we go. Last four of this region. So we got cost of living against Anderson's. Got a one versus 12. I'm going to go Anderson's here. Me too. Because I think cost of living is a little bit overrated for Buffalo. I really do. Minus, again, rent or mortgages uh, besides that. So then we got Niagara Falls and we have Dingus Day. I'm going to go Dingus Day. I'm going to go Dingus Day as well, which leads us to the Niagara Frontier regional final here. A spot in the final four on the line. And we have Anderson's against Dingus Day. I'm going to go Dingus Day. I'm it's, with. It, I'm going with you, bro. Yeah, it's it's a staple, man. And people are and the people that are passionate about it are like over the moon passionate about it. So you got to respect that. I mean, you can't say for sure because maybe St. Patrick's Day lines up in the Wegmans bracket or the Bills home opener and it, or Dingus Day bracket, and they both couldn't go. But you can't help but think that St. Patrick's Day. Uh, would have been in the final four. But anyway, it is what it is. Dingus Day, I think, is the right call. So here we go, bro. Final four. Here's the first semi matchup. So we had the 14 seed Darien Lake coming out of the South Towns, and it is going against number two Wegmans. Wegmans against Darien Lake. I'm going to stick. I'm, we, we've rode them all the way here. I'm going Wegmans again. I can't argue with you. And I love Darien Lake, man. I Again, what more can you say about it? It's a family place to go to. You go with your friends. Have fun. You can bring your family, go there and party, go to concerts, but it's seasonal. Just Wegmans is the place. Again, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't fight you on that. Yeah. And like, I think that like it's such a part of our daily lives. And like, I also think you have to respect, you know, it's cool to, again, at this time that we're all going through, like, you know, Wegmans, a lot of these people that work there, you know, depend on that work and they're on the front lines and, you know, Wegmans is like, you know, they've done a great job. They're one of the you know, best places to work in the country over and over again. I mean, they, they rank in those national uh, um, magazine articles where they rank the best places to work in the country or the best run grocery stores in the country. And I think that also what Wegmans has done to kind of expand its brand and expand what you can, your experience when you go in there. I mean, I one time went in there and bought uh, my son like a little Bills like shirt, t-shirt or something. He started watching the games and he wanted a shirt or like a Josh Allen jersey or something. And, you know, you can get that right when you're done shopping. I just think that what they've created in Wegmans is it's truly something to be proud of and something that people want that they seek out when they come here. Somebody in the media from NFL Network, I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was Kim Jones. Uh, she was in town and, you know, at the end of the day, she was like, oh, I can't wait to get to Wegmans. Every time I come to Buffalo, I got to go to Wegmans. So even people that aren't from here seek it out. I think, I think it's definitely a best of Buffalo. I agree. So I don't really, you said everything that needs to be said there. I agree with you hundred percent. This one might not be quite as easy. We have 
Buffalo, maybe it will be. We have the Buffalo Bills home opener and the other final four matchup, and it is going against Dingus Day. So Bills home opener against Dingus Day. I'm, for all the reasons I said uh, when it went up against Chicken Wings, which I thought was the much more uh, harrowing uh, presence or, or sure. opponent, I think uh, I think I'm going to go Bills home opener for all the reasons I said before. All right, here it is, dude, the final. And I'll tell you what, since you're the guest, and this will be the, obviously the last question, I'm, you're, this is not a democracy anymore, all right? This is a dictatorship. Matt Perino, you and you alone are going to decide the fate. The final matchup is Buffalo Bills home opener against Wegmans. By the way, I think two number two seeds, if I'm correct. Wegmans was a two and uh, Bills home opener. So we have a two versus a two. This is the finale that we arrived at from the Trainwreck Sports Best of Buffalo bracket. It's all on you. Buffalo Bills home opener or Wegmans? I'm going to go Bills home opener. Uh, I know it's probably a little self-serving, I guess, but like What's weird about it is I grew up a Bills fan. We, we've chronicled my story many times in this podcast. And, you know, I spent my entire life, my first 33 years in, in Western New York and in Buffalo. So really kind of dialed into the community. And I just think that for any subject that goes away in terms of its actual function, and that is the, the games, the, the 16 regular season games and whatever playoff games, it goes away for eight months. And it's still pretty much the number one talking point. And that anticipation builds and trickles month after month, week after week to you know that first weekend in September. And I think that that is such a monumental thing. And, and the bills are so huge here. I'm, I'm going to go with the bills. It's a tough call. Wegmans could easily be the pick. But I'm going to go Buffalo Bills home opener. Best of Buffalo. I'll tell you what, if I had a pick, if it was up to me, I would ultimately end up agreeing with you. Again, if I could bring one thing from Buffalo, one business from Buffalo over any pizzeria, wing spot, anything, I would take Wegmans. I love Wegmans. Having said that, if you need to do some okay grocery shopping, you could go to Tops. You could go to Aldi's. You go to a lot of different places. Now, none of, none There's of a them. A lot of people like Dashes in town now, too. Yeah, They're yeah. smaller. Quick, quick stop. Yeah. None of them compare to Wegmans, though. So, again, far and away, Wegmans is the best. But everything you said about the Bills' home opener is perfect. Now, I'll add one other thing, too. We're talking about right now, now they're a good team. Dude, they, a home opener always represents hope. Even during that 17-year drought when the Bills sucked for most of those years, every year that home opener, the crowd would be jacked, and it kind of represented a new season, a fresh start. This is going to be the year where the drought ends. So whether they're good or whether they're bad, it is legitimately probably the biggest thing that people mark on their calendar all year. As soon as that schedule comes out, which I think is coming out in early May this year, you can bet your ass that the coronavirus, everything going on, that's going to give Bills fans a lot of excitement, a lot of energy, something to look forward to. So I, even if I had to pick myself, I agree with you, bro. Yeah, I feel kind of bad. Like I feel like the Sabres should have got a little love because I think it's I've always been so impressed with how big the Sabres are in Buffalo considering how, you know, nationally the NHL doesn't really register in most cities and here it's it's a treasure and so I think that they weren't really as represented on this uh, in this bracket as I think that they should be I would have liked to have talked a little bit more about that but um yeah when you get down to it I mean Bill's home opener it's it's a it's a nice uh winner this was a lot of fun and I tell you one more time I really want to thank Trainwreck Sports for putting this bracket together this is their bracket. Me and you went 100% exclusively off their bracket. 
couple things here and there we would have changed. But all in all, this is this is why they do that, you know, to give people something to talk about, whether we're doing a podcast and we're sitting there having beers at a bar, a bar someday will be open again, sitting at the water cooler at work. These are the kind of things that uh, that train wreck sports should do a lot more of because this was a hell of a lot of fun. You know, I'm, do you agree? This was really cool. Went long. 100%. It went. It was an hour and a half of just great Buffalo talk, and I, you know, shout out to the Trainwreck guys. I mean, they've had me on their shows. I love Maniac and Al and Supreme, and like I mentioned, Ryan and up and down the list. I mean, they just have like a really like that's hard work, man. Like I remember coming up and like just trying to like write for blogs and like calling into talk shows and always like. You know, when, when I was younger in my, in my teens, like I was always nervous. Like they just kind of went out there and like owned it and like created this whole fun, new kind of take on, on sports media. And I tell them all the time, I mean, they add a, a real dimension to the, to the scene and this was a fun, fun exercise. And you add something to the scene too, man. So I'm glad that you got this thing popping today because uh, I think it helps both sides and help the, the initiative and in, in whole, it got everybody talking about it. Yeah, I appreciate that. And again, you know, some people love train wreck sports. Some people hate them. But one thing you can never take away from them is they grind. And you grind too, by the way. Which, by the way, everyone follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Perino. Check him out at NewYorkUp.com. Him and Ryan do great work. And I'll put a link to your YouTube channel too. Like you said, Wednesdays you're going to be having the live YouTube show. I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. So again, an hour and a half. I know you're a busy dude and you literally just take the show before you did mine. So I appreciate you, brother. Anytime, man. I love coming on with you. All right, Matt Perino. That was a lot of fun. It really was. Honest to God, I've done 210 episodes now. That may have been the most fun that I've ever had on any segment ever in the history of my podcast. That's how much I enjoyed doing that. Got to give again. Big credit to Trainwreck Sports for the idea for the bracket. Gave us a topic to cover. A lot of fun. Real quick, side story too, before I close up shop for today. So after I was done taping with Matt, went out to the living room. I tape and I have a home studio set up. Told my wife about this. Now, generally, my wife is pretty disinterested about my podcast because it's primarily Buffalo Bills, unless it's Bill season. Then she's all about it. But right now, April, she really don't care what I got to say about the Buffalo Bills. I'm just being honest with you. But I said, no, this is different. This is a Buffalo bracket. This website, website meaning Trainwreck Sports, came up with these top 64 things, best of Buffalo. And me and Matt spent a good hour and a half going through it all and picking the winners, going all the way through, like a March Madness bracket. I talked her into doing it. She ended up, I went through the bracket one by one. She'd pick the winner. Sometimes she'd have a take like me and Matt did. Sometimes she would just say the winner. Anyway, Long story short, she ended up having the same exact finale that me and Matt did. She had the Bills home opener against Wegmans, and she also had the winner. She didn't know who me and Matt had, and I had no idea that she was going to end up having the same thing. So we agreed on that. Did not agree on the final four, though. Matt and I had Dingus Day and Darien Lake in our final four, and my wife had Mighty Taco and I don't remember, and Barbell in her final four, along with Wegmans and the Bills. Now, we had Mighty Taco losing in the first round to Dingus Day, and Dingus Day going all the way to the final four. She had the complete opposite. That's the fun part of these things, and that's why I think Trainwreck Sports did such a good job, because you're creating debate. It's fun. It's subjective. It's opinion. 
There's no real right or wrong. And especially with everything going on right now, there's no sports. This is the best time to do that. So kudos to them on coming up with a really good concept. Having said that though, and my wife honestly being a little critical of the bracket, and I don't blame her because there were definitely some things, and you know, as she said them afterwards, she's like, well, where's this? Where's that? I'm like, you're right. I have to say it. You can't ignore it. You can't forget about it. So this is constructive criticism towards Trainwreck's bracket. Again, you put 60-40s together. It's hard. I get that. And you're bound to make a couple of mistakes. Now, a couple I did mention during the uh, segment with me and Matt, I mentioned St. Patrick's Day and I mentioned pizza. I feel very strongly about both of those. It's kind of egregious that neither of them are on there. St. Patrick's Day should have been on before Shamrock Run. If anything, maybe you just have St. Patrick's, Buffalo St. Patrick's, because it's a big deal. Them two and the First Ward Parade. Those are all big in Buffalo. Some of the biggest times of the year. And pizza goes without saying. And then the other thing I feel like they did wrong, and I'm talking about train wreck here, is again, they had a category called Wings. And then they had a handful of places that serve wings. Duff's, Barbell, uh, Macy's Place Pizzeria, 9-11, which is my favorite place. Didn't even get out of the first round, by the way, in our bracket. You get what I'm saying here. So a couple more to add. My wife came up with these. And again, she's 100% right. And in fairness to her, got to list a couple. The biggest one is Erie County Fair. That definitely needed to be on there. She also came up with Weber's Mustard, which I do think I'd said on the podcast with Matt. Uh, Blue Cheese, Bison Dip, Niagara Chocolate, Frank's Hot Sauce, Bear 10 slash Lawn Fates. I mean, that is huge in Buffalo during the season. Labatt's Blue, which is like the unofficial bear of Buffalo, of course. Miss Buffalo. Fridays, or I'm sorry, Friday Fish Fries. And Snow. Snow is a big deal in Buffalo. A lot of people like the winter, man. A lot of people like to go sledding. A lot of people like to go skiing. Make their own ice ice rinks in their in the backyards. That requires snow. That requires winter. So those should have been on there. You can make an argument maybe for Pearl Street or Chefs, Goo Goo Dolls even. Again, there's no perfect science to it. I do feel like there were a couple, if I'm being honest here, and I know this is nitpicky, but there were some choices that didn't need to be on that list, that bracket that Matt and I did. Definitely didn't need to have. I already talked about it. If you're going to have wings, you don't need to list different wing places. Uh, Whirlpool State Park, nah. Little to no traffic, something like that. No, which by the way, sure. Are you comparing it to LA, Chicago, Miami? Well, then maybe, but Buffalo, mid-major city, traffic is normal. And I've been to a lot of cities, so trust me, it's not that great, depending on where you are and what time of day it is. So that didn't need to be on there. Uh, Small airport, some consider that a nice little cozy luxury. Really don't think those needed to be on there. Probably, if, if I'm being completely honest with you, and my wife pointed this out as well, probably could have had an extra bracket just full of omissions, ones that didn't make the cut. But having said all that, look, one last time, I'm going to reiterate this. I think Trainwreck Sports did an absolutely outstanding job. This was a lot of fun. Me and Matt had some pretty good debates. My wife and I had some pretty good debates. Some of them I wish would have been able uh, to be on audio, to be on tape. And I'm sure people out there listening who heard me and Matt are probably disagreeing with some of the stuff that we said, had their own takes. That's what it's all about, right? So really good job to them. Kudos to them 
that was a lot of fun. And on that note, that is going to do it for this episode. One more time, very big thank you, Matt Perino, NewYorkUp.com, Buffalo Bills beat reporter. Again, first five-time guest ever on this podcast. That's what I think about Matt. He's a great dude, very personable, and uh, always down to have a conversation. So thank you very much again, Matt. One more tip of the cap to Trainwreck Sports for providing the content for today's episode. Also want to thank today's show supporters, 26 Shirts, Audimute, and of course, Sounds Assured. Guys, if you have not done so already, please go ahead, subscribe to this podcast, rate and review, all that fun stuff. Really helps me continue to grow this podcast. Also, go hit up YouTube, Talking Buffalo Podcast YouTube channel. Highlight clips from current and past episodes up there. Going to drop some content. Me and my wife are going to argue about some of the omissions that were left off that bracket. So go check that out. Hit subscribe. Completely different stuff, by the way. That content there is original audio content. You won't hear it anywhere else. Not even the podcast. So go check that out. Of course, follow me on Twitter. App Hammer and Tweets. I'm parked on Twitter literally every day. You'll find me there. Last but not least, I end every episode the same way. I want to thank you for listening. This was a long episode, by the way. So if you're still listening right now, major props to you. Thank you very much. You guys are the reason why I get to continue doing this podcast. And I know there's so many out there. So you're listening. I'm very humbled and very grateful to each and every single one of you. Have a good weekend. Of course, more than anything, stay safe, be good. And I'll be back. Brand new episode on Tuesday. I'll catch you on the flippity flip. Bye.